Hello, my name is Alexandra Schnoes. I'm the Associate Director of Korean Professional Development at iBiology. And this is the second talk in a series of talks that I'm giving about internships for life science, grad students, and postdocs. In this talk, I'm going to talk about how to find and then go on an internship. So first, before you start looking at a bunch of job listings for internships, I want you to actually take a step back. And I want you to think about what you actually want to get out of your internship. So your goal is really to try out the work that you're interested in. So every option that you're looking at should really allow you to do that work. And so if it doesn't allow you to actually get your hands dirty and try something out, it's probably not the right opportunity for you. It also needs to be appropriate for your level you are more advanced than you were as an undergraduate. You are at a doctoral level or even more advanced. Maybe you're a postdoc. So the work that you are asked to do in an internship site should reflect that. Otherwise, you are not going to get the full experience of what it would actually be like to do that career if you were hired on as a, as a full-time employee. I've mentioned this before in the previous video, but you absolutely must be compensated if you're doing a full-time internship. It is standard in the life science field. It is just only appropriate given your level of education and training. You should be paid. Also, quite frankly, for all internships, free work is likely potentially illegal. So you don't want to get into that situation. You should get paid. Now, I should mention, it's not actually typical that I think you'll run into employers who don't want to pay you. That's, that's not standard. At least it wasn't when I was running the internship program. But just so that you know, if you run into a crazy employer that tries to get you to do work for free, don't do it as a full-time intern. You also want to make sure that if you're looking into an internship opportunity, that it, it seems like they're clear about what they're actually going to have you do, that there are, there's a project or goals that you're actually going to be working for. There's nothing worse than spending three months of your precious time really not actually doing anything and with them not really knowing how to use you. That's not a great internship opportunity. You want to avoid that at all costs. Because at the end of the day, an internship is supposed to give you skills, training, experience, and professional development for yourself. So make sure that when you're looking at opportunities, that's what you see when you look at it. So I want to set you up for success. And what that means is utilizing all of the resources that you have already available on your campus. So definitely take a trip by your career center, even if it only seems like they serve undergrads. They might actually serve grad students and postdocs too. Just make sure. See what, what they provide for all of their trainees on campus. There are also other offices on campus that might be helpful for you. So some campuses actually have a separate undergraduate internship center. That could be a great place to find out about internship opportunities. Maybe also the career center of your alma mater, where you did your undergraduate, or maybe your grad school if you're a postdoc. Uh, if you're a postdoc, definitely stop by the postdoc office or the graduate division in the office of the graduate dean if you're a postdoc or grad student. All of these offices are there to help students and trainees like you. So make sure you're using all of the opportunities that your campus provides. It is true that 
most internship opportunities are found online. So make sure you're not missing any. So your career center might have internship opportunities posted, uh, maybe the entrepreneurship center or, or whatever the center is called on your campus that interacts with the startup scene around your campus, uh, your alma mater's career center, and then of course all of, there's a long list of uh, Indeed, LinkedIn and other sites that also have internship postings. And don't forget science careers, nature jobs, and if you're interested in a very particular company, say you're really interested in going to Genentech or Amgen or some company like that, make sure you're actually checking out their individual company job sites, their, their websites, because typically that's where all of their postings are going to be posted first. A couple of things to know about internship postings. For whatever reason, internships can often be posted far in advance of when the internship is actually going to happen. So for example, if you want to do a consulting internship, those deadlines actually typically happen in December. So don't find out in May that you would love to go on a McKinsey internship and that you miss the deadline by like five months. Also, it turns out that a lot of companies actually start posting for interns already as January. It doesn't mean that all of their internships are posted by January, but you will start seeing postings come out. And a lot of internship postings are actually filled in a little bit of a first-come, first-served basis. So if they get an applicant that they love, that they think is right, they're, they're not going to wait and interview anyone else. So make sure you're in that line of people that they're going to see as soon as that posting comes out. Just a reminder that you can do an internship anytime because you're a grad student or postdoc, you're not likely in classes, so you have a fair bit of flexibility. So if you're interested in a company and they take interns in the summer but it works better for you in the winter, reach out and see if possibly there are opportunities that you might be able to do at a different time. And it turns out that certain institutions, universities, campuses, or sometimes even cities actually have whole internship fairs. This is a really easy way for you to get yourself in front of a number of employers in just a few short hours, so make sure you don't miss any internship fairs in your area. So, definitely use technology to your benefit. Let internships come to you. So a number of these sites that I listed, like Indeed or LinkedIn, will allow you to make accounts and set up automatic emails that you get based on a, a set of keywords that you can set. So make it easy that you're getting the emails every day based on internship criteria that you're interested in. A couple of other tips to know. Um, this one's a little bit of a bummer, but unfortunately it's true. Some internship sites will require that you be enrolled as a student when you go on your internship and then come back to school after you finish the internship. You can't have graduated or, or be a postdoc. Um, it's unfortunate. It's just certain places. Unfortunately, it's places like Google and some divisions of Genentech. So if you see a posting that says you must be an enrolled student, there's a good chance that they're not going to be flexible on that. 
definitely spend most of your energy applying to postings and looking at postings that are at the graduate level. So they say that they're looking at masters or, or grad students or higher. Uh, because I would say a large number of employers out there really know now how to target between undergraduate interns and grad interns, and they, you know, they target the, the scope of work appropriately. However, if you do run across the perfect sounding internship that says they're looking for an undergrad, and it does seem like the job duties could actually be at the graduate level, of course apply. Sometimes companies just don't think that they might attract graduate students or forget to put it down. So typically apply for things that are geared towards graduate students and say that explicitly, but if you find the perfect opportunity, don't, don't take yourself out of the running, absolutely apply. So one of the ways that actually a number of our students found internships is what I'm going to call the create your own internship. And so this is basically internships that came out of networking and informational interviews. If you're not familiar with informational interviews, just quickly, they're typically a one-on-one -on -one conversation, either in person, on the phone, or through Skype, uh, where you talk to a professional in a career area that you're interested in, and you spend about 30 minutes asking them questions about, well, what's the career like? What how did you get there? What do, what do I do? Um, how, what's the career path as you move forwards? Really trying to figure out if that career is something that you might be more interested in. And it turns out that when you start having these conversations at networking events or with informational interviews, you find out about opportunities that you might otherwise not have known about. Sometimes even these opportunities are created just for you. You really click with the person you're talking with. Maybe they have a project they've been dying to have someone work on. And they say, oh, let me talk to my boss. I might be able to take on an intern. So we found that about 20% of our students did this sort of create your own internship. And you might be wondering, OK, but how do I find these people to talk to? Remember that your PI and your academic colleagues, so other PIs, your, your friends in the lab, all have connections and know people who have gone off to do really interesting things. So make sure you're utilizing the network that's around you. A couple of tips for informational interviews. Just a reminder, an informational interview is not where you're asking for a position. You're, you're about asking for information. If you find out about a position, that's great. But it, it's inappropriate to ask for a position. You can, however, at the end of every informational interview, ask these couple of questions. So first, do you know of any opportunities for internships? Or does your company ever do internships? That's a great way for to jog their memory or get them thinking about like, oh, I wonder what internships might be available. Also, you probably want to ask, who else might you suggest that I talk to about this career field? This broadens your network. You get an opportunity to talk to more people. And by doing that, you might find out about these internship opportunities that aren't being posted on websites. So definitely make sure to ask for more information when you're doing an informational interview. I know. Networking and informational interviewing does not necessarily sound super fun. Um, you've probably been harangued already about how you're supposed to do networking and how important it is. 
but hopefully I've given you an example of why it is so important. But it turns out no one's born being perfect at networking or informational interviewing. These are skills that you can build. So make sure that if this is something that you don't feel absolutely comfortable with or, or even a little comfortable with, that you work on your skills. So go to campus workshops. Remember that at major conferences these days, there are often career development workshops. So ASCB, ACS, FASIB, all of these conferences have career development that happen there. Also, a number of professional societies often have webinars or trainings throughout the year. And of course, I'm sure you probably already know, science careers and nature jobs have a wonderful array of information and suggestions for training. So another thing that you might want to brush up your skills on is your resume. So even if you're not applying for internships already, you might get asked to share a resume if you're networking or doing informational interviews. Resumes are just a standard thing that people ask for. They say, hey, I, I would love to meet with you, but please send me your resume so I have some idea of like who you are and what your background is. So definitely take the time to make and update your resume. And if you're not sure how to do that or, or want some extra skills around that, definitely see if your campus has workshops. I highly recommend these online resources from the UCSF Office of Career and Professional Development. Um, there's definitely often resume review or CV review at conferences such as ASCB. And one thing I actually did as a grad student, which I really recommend, is get a bunch of your peers together, so your lab mates, and trade resumes and give each other advice and suggestions. I got to see some really great ways to do a resume and it was super helpful. Also, if you know people who have gone off into career areas that you're interested in, see if they might be willing to share their resume with you so you get an idea of what a standard resume in that career field looks like. It is really common in the life sciences to have a LinkedIn profile. So it is likely going to be expected that you have one. People are going to look you up by your name in LinkedIn to see what's there. So even if you're a grad student or a postdoc, make a profile or keep your profile up to date. I would definitely suggest having a summary. This describes sort of who you are and what you want to be known for. Include a photo. Definitely connect with your colleagues. You and your colleagues are going to go off and do amazing things. Make sure you're connected to them. And if possible, try to keep it up over time in sort of little iterative steps so that if you're just apply to an intern if you're just about to apply to an internship, you don't have to spend hours updating your LinkedIn resume to be ready for these applications in case someone Googles you. There are some more tips and tricks in this Nature Jobs article that I recommend. The link is at the bottom. What if you don't happen to live in San Francisco, Boston, or San Diego, or one of the, the small number of very biotech pharma heavy areas? Well, this does not mean that you are not going to have opportunities. Definitely see what's available in your own backyard, say at your own university. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the next slide. But I also recommend making sure you know your local network. So your entrepreneurship center or whatever the center is called near you that uh, is connected to the startup scene is a great place to see who is the startup scene in your area and how to, how to get connected to them. 
definitely utilize your alumni network. So alumni from your own institution where you are right now, maybe alumni from where you were an undergrad or maybe you were a grad student because now you're a postdoc. So make sure you're connecting with people in the careers that you're interested in from all of your alumni networks. One thing to consider is that what might work for you is a part-time internship or a remote internship. So you're actually doing work while not on site at the internship site. Uh, these opportunities exist and actually are often posted online. Another thing you might want to consider if your life situation allows, consider traveling to another site. So consider going to Boston for three months and doing a full-time internship. So when I said understand the opportunities in your own backyard, what I meant is that every university, every institution tends to have a wide variety of units and groups that do a large number of different functions. In fact, most of these functions you never actually even see. But since they're at a university or a training institution, it's very likely that these groups of people are overworked, under-resourced, and would love to have a bright, enthusiastic person come to them and say, hey, can I help you out? So definitely spend some time thinking creatively around what you might be able to do at your own institution that gets you sort of the career exploration, career work that you might be interested in doing. So, Here's just a list of a number of different places that you might be able to find an internship on your campus. For example, if you're interested in intellectual property, you might want to go to the technology transfer office. And again, as you go down the list, all of these different functions, say communications or business or research development, writing big grants, all of these things are likely available at your university. Another thing that you might want to consider are online trainings or projects. So there are a number of places online that have great courses that you can actually build your skills, such as Coursera or actually different university sites have their own online courses. These are great things to build your skills and look good on your resume. Another thing you might want to consider are online projects or these competitions. There's a lot of these really cool competition sites out there where you get to actually try real-world work and might even be able to get a cash prize at the end of it. Of course, that's not actually what you're doing it for. You're doing it to build skills, gain some experience. But if you win the competition, that's great too. And all of these things can go on your resume and are things that employers value as showing your interest in your skills. A third thing you might want to consider are job simulations. So there are the intersect job simulations that were specifically built for life science PhDs to try out work in different career areas. So if you're interested in trying out some of these different types of work, just Google intersect and job simulations and you'll be able to find lots of opportunities to try out different skills. So I haven't yet addressed a potential problem. And that is, what if you're a postdoc? Often postdocs are treated more like employees than they are trainees. Although technically, you are a trainee, and say, for example, according to NIH, you are supposed to be able to do training and career development. And right now, right here, I'm just showing the guidance from NIH that 
state specifically that you're supposed to be able to do training and career development because the goal is for you to be able to go off and do an independent career in research or research-related fields. Problem is, that may not be your reality. So talk to your postdoc office and see what your rights and options are at your university. It's possible that part-time work or project-based work is the best opportunity. But if you remember from my previous talk, turns out project-based and part-time work can be incredibly beneficial. Don't necessarily think that you're missing out if you can't do a full-time internship. It might actually be exactly the thing that helps you clarify your career goals and gets you to that next career step. Definitely don't forget about job simulations, workshops, webinars, conference opportunities. And also, if your campus is anything like UCSF, there might be a whole bunch of uh, groups on campus or around campus that might be useful for you to join. So around the UCSF campus, there's the Healthcare Business Women's Association. On campus, there's things like the Business Club, the bod Podcasting Club, and many other opportunities for you to sort of get your hands a little wet and dirty in terms of different career areas. All right, if you're an international scholar, this is difficult. You are on visas. Those visas have very specific rules. At the end of the day, no matter what I say or anyone says, you need to do whatever your international scholars office tells you. Um, so make friends with them. Make sure you talk to them about anything you're considering about internships, if you're a grad student or a postdoc. They will understand the rules, and they will help you understand the rules. Just to be clear, we have actually sent international grad students on internships. It is possible, but your visas are just typically fairly restrictive, so it can be difficult. It might be that project-based work or part-time work, as long as it works on your visa, might be the best way for you to gain the, that sort of hands-on experiential learning. Okay. So I've just spent a bunch of time talking about how to find an internship. Now, maybe you've actually applied to some internships and they've called you back and they actually want to interview you. Congratulations, that's fantastic. But let's prepare. So an interview for an internship is going to feel fairly similar to any interview you're going to do for a job. They are typically going to be shorter, not as intense, uh, but they typically do sort of have a, a sort of multi-interview format in the sense that there's likely to be a screening call at the beginning, and then there's, if it's a full-time internship where you're, you're going to go to the site, there might also be sort of an on on-site where you get to meet some people and have a bit more, more interviewing. Um, you're not likely to have to put together a presentation or any of the sort of more intense formal things that you might do for a full-time position, uh, but you do want to prepare. First and foremost, you want to be able to introduce yourself well. So I'm calling this an elevator pitch, and what this just means is you have a couple of sentences prepared that describe who you are and what you're working on so that you know how to smoothly answer that question when you're first asked, so tell me about yourself. Also, you want to be able to describe why you're interested in this internship, and especially how it might affect your career. So 
taking on interns is actually a lot of work. You're typically only there for a short amount of time. You need a lot of mentoring. You don't necessarily have the skills yet. You're building the skills. So it's fairly intensive from an, from an employer's point of view. And so they are going to want to know that this is an opportunity that you value and that you think is actually going to be useful to you on your career. So they're going to be looking for you to tell them that that's true for you and, and how important this is. You also do need to be able to describe what experience you have that is relevant to the internship. Don't worry, they understand your trainees. They're not going to expect 10 years of experience in something. But they do want to understand how what you have to offer is appropriate to the internship opportunity. Definitely make sure to have your own questions ready. There's, it, it's incredibly awkward to have a, I've been on the interviewing side and ask a candidate, do you have any questions? And then have the candidate say no. Uh, you wonder, is, is the candidate really interested? Are they not thoughtful? Uh, just have some questions ready to show the employer that you are really invested in this opportunity and you've given it some thought. And I know this doesn't actually sound fun to do, but it will be incredibly helpful. Practice with your friends and family. Yes, it's going to feel totally awkward, but it's going to make the actual interview feel far less awkward. So I really do recommend practicing. And here I just have a, a link to a toolkit on nature jobs around interviews that might be helpful as, as you're trying to prepare. Okay, so now you've hopefully gotten through the interview stage and you are trying to get to your internship. There's probably, however, going to be a number of things that you're going to have to check off your list before that happens. You're going to need to cross your T's, dot your I's. And probably a big one, if you're still in training, is going to be talking to your PI. So there is no standard time when you have to talk to your PI about your internship opportunities or interests. Uh, I've seen students do it successfully at many different times. They can do it at the career exploration stage or at when they're searching for internships. It does tend to happen, however, that I see students tell their PIs about it actually when they've gotten an internship offer. So um, that's fairly common, but again, do what's right for your situation. The only thing you can't do is accept an internship without talking to your PI. That is a definite no-no and will not likely go well. But before you accept an internship, there's a number of different times when you can talk to your PI about it. And even if you anticipate that that conversation is going to go well, or especially if you anticipate that that's going to be a difficult conversation, I suggest that you plan extensively for this conversation because this is something that you want your PI to say yes to. So first and foremost, take some time, sit down and think about what you're going to need to get done before you can go on that internship. What's the research? What's the plan? How are you going to schedule it all out? How are you going to get it done? Draw up a plan and then run it by some of your respective colleagues, other people in the lab, some of your friends. Make sure to reality check what it is that you are saying that you're going to get done. You don't want your PI to think that you're completely off scale and you don't know what you're doing. 
be prepared to tell your PI why it is you want to do this internship. They're going to need to hear it and they're going to want to talk to you about it. They definitely don't want to hear that you're running away from the lab or, or you hate grad school. Like that's, that's not what the internship is about, but you need to calm their fears potentially about that. So make sure to identify for them why you're excited about this internship and how it will help your career. I do recommend that you spend some time actually scripting out what you're going to say, or at least taking some notes, and then doing some practice conversations with your friends or family. Again, it's likely to feel a bit awkward, but it will definitely make the actual conversation go a lot smoother. So when you're ready to have the conversation, Definitely set up an appointment. Do not hijack your PI while they're walking through the lab. Even the most supportive PI will probably find that a bit jarring and the conversation may not go well. So set up an appointment so they have some time and space to hear what you have to say. Definitely be concrete about what you want. You don't want to give the impression to your PI that you're actually uncertain about doing this. Uh, if, you, if they think you're uncertain, they're not going to be certain about letting you go and do this opportunity. Focus on how it is useful and good for you. This is not a rejection of your PI. This is about what you need and you want for your future career. Be prepared that this is actually likely going to be the first of a number of conversations about this internship. Your PI is likely going to need some time to sit and think. They're going to want to evaluate the plan that you've presented for them. And then they're going to want to come back and talk to you about it. So just be prepared that it's not likely that it's just going to be one conversation. But hopefully that conversation ends up with you being able to go on your exciting internship. But just make sure that as you're on your way out, the door to your internship that you actually have done all of the things that you need to do at your campus. Do you need to take a leave of absence if you're an enrolled grad student for you to be able to go do this internship? Do you know what happens to your health insurance when you're on this internship? Losing health insurance is a big deal. Make sure that you know that you still have health insurance or you know what you're going to do. Do you need sign-off from other people in your program or on your campus? Like, does your program director need to okay this? Does the grad dean need to okay this? Just make sure you know all of the things that you need to do before you walk out the door so that you can smoothly leave and smoothly come back. And your program is likely, like, if you have a program coordinator, they're likely to be the, the best people to help you figure that out. So now you're on your internship, congratulations. That's gonna be very exciting and a lot of fun. And I just wanna talk a little bit about how to get the most out of your internship. So at the core of all of this, you wanna listen and learn and experience. So just soak up as much as you can about the culture, the experience, the work, so that you're gonna be able to understand if this is the right career for you. You're also, never going to be in this situation again, at least not for a while, if you're doing a three-month internship and then you're going back to something else. So you have access to all of these amazing professionals. Do as many informational interviews as you possibly can. They're all going to be typically helpful and excited to help you as an intern at their company. Definitely clarify with your manager 
what your what the expectations are for you and your work. You really want to get that right. And these are people who might be recommenders for you later. So definitely try to meet or beat their expectations so that uh, this is a positive experience overall and actually you, you derive benefit from it for many years. If you have questions about your responsibilities, talk to your boss. If you have questions about the culture or the norms of the place that you're at, talk to your colleagues. And no matter what, be open and accepting to get as much feedback as possible. You want to build your skills, you want to learn, and that typically means getting feedback. It is very common on internships that you might have to sign a non-disclosure agreement or a confidentiality agreement. It's pretty standard. Don't be surprised if you're asked. Do read it. Uh, sometimes these have boilerplate language that might not really be appropriate for you and your situation. Um, so definitely make sure that there's nothing weird in there. Often we found the lawyers are incredibly helpful and happy to adjust language if there's something strange in there. So ask questions, but don't be surprised if someone asks you to, to sign an NDA or a CDA. So hopefully I've given you enough information that you can figure out if an internship is right for you as you work on your own career exploration and determining your future career. Good luck to you on all of your career exploration. Thank you.